Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of <laughs> this episode of Legacy Talks. It's February first, the shortest month of the year. Uh we're the BBC joined, month. The BBC. <laughs> I, I regret saying that. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think about it when you said it, but now it made it made sense in my head. I still don't get it, but I don't want to. I don't <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just letting it go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it, it is your host, Jehoshaphat, and <laughs> accompanied by our co-host, uh, Thick Boy John. Extremely thick. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Arturo in, in the uh, in the podcast. What's up? What's up, guys? Yo, I'm fucking tired. Let's do this though. Yeah, he's kind of tired. Yeah. What are we talking about first? We talk. We want to talk about the fat, fat. We're talking um, about fat, trans fat, fat. The fat, yeah, the trans fat problems that was going on in gamers and shit. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're going to talk about a gaming journalist called Dean Takaheshi. I think it was. I'm gonna look this guy up real quick on Google. Yeah, Actually, we'll, let me let me just use my uh, my phone. It's use the phone. Try to get it correctly. We're not. <clears throat> We're trying to be professional, but we are unlicensed. So, yeah. American journalist, but he's a, he's of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so apparently he sucks at Doom and Cuphead, right? Yeah, like 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 that's the two biggest videos that he is has he. Put out. So they say when they say journalist, is he a reviewer, or is he like uh, no, like a journalist, like a professional game journalist? So what does he talk about? Uh, what he probably he probably just preview games and and writes down upcoming articles about the games that are coming out <clears throat> and he's very infamous on cup his his rise to infamy just to say the least was a cup gameplay video that cuphead gameplay video excuse me that he put out and he couldn't basically pass the one of the first obstacles and it's basically a jumping and dash move that you gotta do to to in order to pass it. But recently, he had the Doom gameplay video that he that he came out with, which I think it was deleted, or if it wasn't deleted. Yeah, yeah, apparently it was. I'm watching a re-upload of his gameplay right now. Yeah. So is it supposedly six or five minutes of of the worst first-person shooter gameplay ever, period. <clears throat> and I think one of the captions that I read in, in online was that Doom is too difficult, Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it's kind of weird for it to say that when Doom, you can change the difficulties for Doom, but the fact that you cannot know how to use your the mobility of the character or how to move in the game which is pretty easy you just gotta sit down and, and move it, it it's ridiculous i don't like it it's like dude yeah i'm, I'm watching him right now he's like really bad yeah he can't he can't he's not accurate he it's like he doesn't it's like he's a child yeah, like it, he, it, like, it, he it, like he doesn't understand like the mechanics of the game or or anything like in the game, like when he was trying to pick up the, uh, the whatchamacallit? The ammo. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously it's full. That's why you can't pick it up, idiot. But 
Yeah, he kind of just <clears throat> was crap. It's just crap. It's like watching a four-year-old try to play this game, even though some four-year-olds could probably play better than him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, it prob- probably disabled people can play better than him. <laughs> and we've seen that shit. Have you seen, have you seen, have you seen the kid? I think he has a... Uh, <clears throat> He has no arms and legs, and he plays video games with his mouth. I've seen some, yeah. I've seen that. There's a lot of disabled Twitch streamers out there. They yeah. have a guy who plays with one arm, but it's like a nub, and he has like a specific custom-made mouse that analyzes. It's like work. a mouse pad type of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They call them, uh, at least those those types of people without the arms and legs, they call them nuggets. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if a nugget... Can play video games? Come on, man. This this guy doesn't have an excuse, and he's Asian on top of that, so he should be good at something. You know? Yeah. It, 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 there is no excuse to not be to even know the basics of the game. It's pretty easy, and if you cannot understand, I don't know what's wrong with you. You you should go and. Take a long time watching yourself in the mirror. <laughs> so, damn, I didn't know. I didn't know it was that deep. <laughs> it's like you level, should just go rethink your life. Just sit there, yeah. make an optional, maybe you know, just maybe write your will out again. Just yeah, rethink man. who you're gonna give that. Maybe, house to. maybe contemplate suicide because you're so bad at the game, bro. You have nothing else to live for. <laughs> but the fact that people actually will pay attention to this guy because he's playing. An early version of the Doom Eternal games. Supposedly, he has, you know, pull or attention to even do that. So, I find it. I just find it in, in completely ridiculous. Well, I was reading up on him a little bit. He's in. He's been in his, in the uh, journalist, I guess, industry for like twenty eight years. Something like that. So he's been in it for a while, but I guess with this, his career is gonna come to a. Uh... <laughs> well, it, it got it got hit pretty hard when he when he released a Cuphead video, <laughs> Cuphead gameplay video, which it, when you get the chance, look it up, and get ready for the biggest cringe, if you're a gamer, of your life. I got. Even I... watching the Doom video is cringe worthy. It's like yeah, it's bad. It's like level ten out of ten cringe worthy. I doubt that he would lose his job though. No, he won't. A, a critic's gonna be a critic. They're never gonna amount to the uh, the the same viewpoint as as fans will. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that, ladies and gentlemen, really grinds my gears. <laughs> you know why I grind my gears? I'm brave. Nah, 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 nah. I'm brave. I'm brave. Peter Griffin shit. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> I'm brighter. Welcome, George Swanson. <laughs> I'm brighter news. Uh, Elon Musk makes EDM music. And he actually makes some pretty good EDM music. I gotta check it out. It's just something quick I wanted to throw in there. I saw that this morning. I thought it was cool. Elon Musk. He's His, The song he just released is called... Uh, don't doubt your vibe. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's, I don't it's, like that. What happens? Well, I'll check it out then. He's a weird. Check guy. it out later. He's a weird character. Have you seen the his interview with Joe Rogan? 
I was, saw half, of, way, half of it, and I got he was. I got distracted by other things, and I gotta I gotta rewatch it again. I forgot what they were talking about. They were talking. Uh, there was just this one bit they were talking about, and I was watching the interview out loud on my phone, and this was when I was still living with my mom, and it, they were just talking about like a. Uh, like being a cyborg, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how, like, you know, the instant you have your phone in your hand, you turn it on, you're basically a cyborg because you have access to en- endless amounts of data and information. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take the phone away from you and you're not even a cyborg anymore. But anyways, like we, this, our phones make us like way more smarter than what we really are. But anyways. We got the information that we need. And then they kept on talking, and they were talking about something. And you know how my mom's really religious, and she yeah. thinks, you know what I mean? Yeah. She started yelling at me. <laughs> I'm, like, watching their interview, and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm watching a podcast. And she was like, what podcast? <laughs> I'm like, mom, like, calm down. Re. Literally. But tell me about the vampire game that you, you've been talking about. Like, vampire? Yeah. Vampire, vampire. I love that game. Vampire, it's vampire with a Y. I don't know. Vampire with a Y. It, I just call it vampire. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Such a good game. Super dark. Very grim. Very um, I guess creepy. Mm-hmm. All right. Very- Who just shit their pants? I did. All right. <laughs> Dude, stop. I don't smell anything, bro. No, I heard it. I was just waiting for somebody to own up to it. <laughs> I farted. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm a human being. You want me to die? You want me to get an aneurysm on my freaking liver? Or you gotta have stomach? an aneurysm if you don't fart. It's like, it's like a hemorrhage. <laughs> Whatever it is. I don't know. It's like you're holding it back so hard you just fucking stroke out. It's like. Oh, you know when you know when babies you know when babies just rip ass and it just goes like yeah. all the way up their backs and like yeah. they have a blowout. Oh, dude, that, that's just kid, gonna happen. My my kids <laughs> had two of those so far, and oh man, they're not fun. Oh my, because it's like the first one I knew it, it was a blowout because like when she was younger, she you could tell when she pooped because she would just go. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, all right, well she just took a poop. Well, well my. Since I'm 16 years older than my little my little baby brother, I I see him poop. Like I see, I, one time I was holding on my back, and he was standing there smiling. And then he stopped. Like he completely stopped smiling, and he got this concentrated look on his face. And he was like, <laughs> and I'm like, you're pooping, are you? And he just kept grunting, and then he stopped pooping. And then he just started smiling. Oh <laughs> it was hilarious. And then me and my dad changed his diaper. Yeah. And it's, it was fun. I had it was my funny. Uh, just just funny. I remember like back in the summer, I was holding my niece. And I was like bouncing with her. And I was holding her upright. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she just looks at me and then she just, <laughs> just throws up all over my like new <laughs> shirt. It was so bad. Yeah, oh, no, what oh got me what got me the worst was like uh, my daughter. Like, well, you know what's crazy? That there is. That's cool. So like, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's about babies again. But there's this game. <laughs> it's okay. 
<laughs> There's this game called Jakuza. I think it's it's a Jakuza Zero, but the the Japanese one, the yeah, fighting the, one. Yeah, that's really that's really weird. It's like they're they're like mafia guys. Yeah, like, yeah. And the guy is a is a mafia dude, but he retired. And he's a dad now, and you have interactions with him, with with the son, like of the kid. Father son and, and you can, and, and you can have, there's prompts like quick time events type shit to help the baby do what he <laughs> needs to do, and it's like. Why did they? Why did they do that? Like I'm asked, I asked myself. Why, like I saw the gameplay videos. Like, why? Why not? Oh, that too. <laughs> Touché. Why not? Touché. Anyways, what were you saying? Uh, yes. Um, <sighs> no. The the blowout. us with pigs. Back to the blowout. Drinking Guinness, of course. Back to the blowout subject. Uh, yeah, my daughter, it's like I went outside for a second, came back inside, and I smelled poop. And I was like, oh, boy, she, you just took Here we go. Oh, and I was just expecting normal poop. It's, it's the ones that you're least expecting that make you mad because I grabbed her and I picked her up. And poof all over your hands. I had poop on my hands. Yeah. Oh, and my I was goodness. Because like, I was just expecting normal poop, you know, pick her up, let's go. And I went like that, and I picked her up and had the hand on the butt and the hand on the oh. back, and the hand on the butt got it the worst. Oh, dude, yeah. my my dad did the same thing to my uh, to my nephew when he was a baby. I guess they were uh, they were changing him. I can't and even imagine your dad touching poop and just how it would react. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> <laughs> he was so my nephew. He was still a baby. Yeah. He was only a few months old, I think, and he was. Uh, they were changing him. And so I guess he thought they were done changing him, but he was still naked. So he he grabbed them to like hold them upright, so, oh. so that he wasn't just laying on the couch. And he's just holding them like this while they're while they're getting his clothes. Yeah. And then we look at him, and there is just like poop, feces <laughs> all over his like hand oh, and his yeah. arm, and it's all up my nephew's back. Oh. <laughs> and. <laughs> Your dad was oh. probably like, <laughs> we, oh my God, me and my brother looked at him and we started crying. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but anyways, so back to Vampire. <laughs> that's what we were talking about initially. Yeah. I have no acknowledgement of that game. So that's all you guys. It's. Well, I don't know nothing, but I just heard what he he's telling me most of the time. Would you like to know a, a synopsis? Dear John. Of the game. Oh, uh, yeah. A little bit of that. Okay, so. Vampire takes place in, like, 19, 18, 1812, I want to say. Or, yeah, 1812, I believe. And, um... So, you're this guy. You're this doctor. This infamous doctor who's a, uh, a specialist in phlebotomy. Mm -hmm. And he coined this blood, blood transfusion technique that became very popular that a lot of these doctors are doing mm -hmm. so he's he spent time away i forget what he was doing and so i think he went to war then he went to, he was yeah he he was uh he was in he was at war and uh he was a doctor at war or something like that and so he came back from the war he came back to london mm -hmm. to return to see his family and um he comes back and he um the game starts off with you basically dead and you're in a you're in a mass grave, and he's dead in this mass grave, and he awakens mm -hmm. as a vampire, and so, and then like the first person that he bites without knowing the first his first kill was his sister, oh. and he didn't and he didn't realize it, 
So and thank you for the spoiler. Okay. Spoiler alert. It doesn't it doesn't matter because it's literally right in the beginning of the game as soon as you jump in. <clears throat> More on that later. <laughs> later in the game. Yeah. So I'll try not to spoil nothing. But anyways. So he he wakes up and realizes that he's not normal. And so he you play the game in the beginning trying to figure out like what happened to you. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> You get um, introduced to uh, some characters. You get introduced to this doctor who has mm-hmm. a hospital. And this doctor is knowledgeable in vampires and all, a lot of supernatural stuff. Somehow, somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he understands that you're a vampire. And so like he basically uh, gives his hand to you to come work at the hospital to try and save lives because of the outbreak that's going on. Mm-hmm. There's like an epidemic. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Of uh, of like this disease that's going around, and um, so so there's there's le- levels of vampires. So there's the Ekons, which is what you are. You're an Ekon, which is like top tier, high class vampire. Would, would it be like the royal <clears throat> vampires in, in The Witcher in some ways? That are human. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then they're lower tiers. <clears throat> so the lower tiers are called Skulls. And there's an epidemic that people are like turning into skulls, this and that, and it's getting people sick and everyone's dying Mm -hmm. and this and that. So you basically have to find a way to put an end to this epidemic and you have to try and, you know, save all these people. And anyways, yeah. So it's, it's like a, it's, it's, he's a walking paradox because he's a vampire Mm -hmm. and he has to feed on people Mm -hmm. in order to get more powerful Mm -hmm. and sustain himself. But at the same time, he's a doctor and he has to save lives. Mm -hmm. So there's this moral, like, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, battle that you have to struggle with, like, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how you want to play the game. Like, do you want to kill a bunch of people and just say, screw it, mm-hmm. just become super powerful and then just go through the game easy? Or do you want to try and save people and do it the hard way and be now, good? So let me ask you this. Uh, since you're a vampire and you have to feed, and you told me you have to feed on people, can you feed on enemies? <clears throat> um, let's say I'm thinking it's 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 okay. So yeah. there are c- certain enemies that they'll it'll be like a boss battle. Mm-hmm. At the end of the boss battle, you'll have a few options. Mm-hmm. Um, certain en- enemies you could spare, you could turn into a vampire, or you could feed on them and kill them. Mm-hmm. Certain enemies. During certain boss battles, but most enemies no. You can feed on them in, during combat just to regain health and regain um regain your blood supply mm-hmm. because like certain attacks require like your blood absorption, mm-hmm. which is like your magic essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, really no. So you have to feed on the citizens. So and there's a lot of citizens that are assholes that are bad that are like scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. You could feed on those guys, but it can still affect um the area so the more people die the more people get sick the higher of a chance you have for a certain district of the city mm-hmm. to collapse and become infected and be wiped of all like life mm-hmm. so like on the playthrough that i'm doing now since i'm trying to be evil and i don't really care about anybody i killed everybody and i wiped out an entire district i wiped out the hospital i wiped out white chapel i wiped out the docks mm-hmm. And they're different, you know, subsections of the entire city mm-hmm. where there's different resonance. <clears throat> and they're all connected in a way. 
So they all have relations with one another. Mm-hmm. And you can you can figure out different clues about everyone through talking with all of them. So you spent most of the game you spend by with dialogue, learning about the individual, learning who their relationships uh, with you're basically investigating investigating who they are who are their relationships with um with the people within the district and the more you figure these things out the higher the their individual xp becomes mm-hmm. so you can introduce yourself to a character new and they'll have a certain amount of xp mm-hmm. as their health bar if you feed on them right then and there you're only going to get that certain amount. If you unlock more stuff about them, the higher their XP will come. Mm-hmm. And then when you feed on them, you'll get a shit ton of XP. Oh. So it kind of works in that way. So because I did that with almost everybody and I started feeding on everyone because I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to cheat my way through the game. I don't feel like doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I got a crazy amount of XP because I learned almost everything about everybody. But it's a, it's a really good game. It's like... I think it's up there. As far as like story storytelling, it is it is very good. If you want a good story game, mm-hmm. I would play that. But my issue right now is the last boss I cannot kill because it is literally a sponge. The most spongiest boss I've ever seen. And I'm gonna show you after after this podcast. I'm gonna yeah. show you this shit. Yeah. Super spongy and I can't I can't get through it. <gasps> you know, to there's, the, to, there's a lot a lot of sim- similarities. With this game, theme wise, uh, with with Bloodborne, because in Bloodborne, okay. while you don't need to feed on people, you have to kill. You can kill, you can kill the enemies and 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 upgrade yourself yourself and all that shit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But theme wise, there there is a lot of similarities. <clears throat> For example, uh, the more you progress in the game, and the and the choices you make, it affects the people around around you, around the character, or the NPCs that you 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 eventually come across in Bloodborne. So it's very it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. So with this game, the last boss is my big issue because I can't kill them to the point where I had to make a new freaking. Uh, playthrough mm-hmm. just so I could avoid having to deal with a sponge because if you embrace if you feed on anyone in the game this boss becomes like 10 times harder for whatever reason they raise the level cap on 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 the boss mm-hmm. and I can't kill it it's freaking ridiculous I've played Dark Souls 1 well and, it's not the same thing as Dark Souls it's not the same but Dark Souls is renowned for just being retardedly hard yeah this is just not acceptable, honestly. Mm-hmm. But is there a, a difficulty setting in that game? Yeah, and I'm playing on the hardest <laughs> one, of course. And I then, kind of find I I actually find that kind of dumb because that there's a difficulty setting. Yeah, on an RPG game, for the simple fact that that it. It's by by your own choice to try to do. For example, I guess they they had they has two type of karma gameplays and stuff like that. Just like kind of like, you know, uh, uh, you one of your favorite games, uh, Mass Effect, Mass Effect, and just honor and, and stuff like that. 
<clears throat> finding like playing games that gives you difficulty setting when it's an RPG type experience and the only way to progress and become powerful is is by doing by feeding essentially essentially doing no that bad stuff now you can stuff. you can I know, I know where you're going with that <laughs> but you can also gain experience through <gasps> through killing enemies mm -hmm. but it's very minimal mm -hmm. and then you also gain experience through you also gain experience through um learning things about people so by conversing with them talking to them and you know learning stuff mm -hmm. you gain some experience through that but um it's not it's not huge not as huge as when you do feed on them mm. so it's 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 hard it's like it, you're pushing it mm -hmm. the beginning of the game it's fine but the more and the higher level the enemies get and you're still over here and they're up here yeah it gets to the point where, all right, like you can't progress anymore because you're too freaking weak. There's no way you're going to beat this game if you're playing on the hardest difficulty. No way. So that's where I was at in my first playthrough. So you <clears throat> you eventually have to find people to feed on. People yeah. that, that are essentially not essential enough mm -hmm. for the district to go haywire, but... And not essential enough that they have a strong relationship with another yeah. individual in the district. Mm -hmm. So it's but if you feed on those types of people, minimal amount of XP. The higher status the person is, the higher amount of XP they have. Mm -hmm. So there's always a um. <clears throat> <laughs> there's always a um. Oh, which one call it? There's always a main, a main character for each district mm -hmm. that they're like to 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 visualize it for you. You open up your uh, menu and you're looking at the characters of the district. Let's say you're in, um, let's say you're at the hospital, mm -hmm. and there's the characters around you. The main one would be like Doctor Swanze. Who's a main character? Who's the guy that brought you on board into the hospital that knows all about the vampires? He is the most essential character out of everyone. In that in that area. Yes, and he has the most XP. Oh. And then there's other people who aren't as important. There's people who are important, and then there's a few people who aren't as important that you could feed on. Like the first uh the first guy you encounter there is um Clay Cox, who's like a gangster, mm -hmm. and he's a piece of trash. And if you kill him, it makes no difference in the game at all. Um, but that's different type of characters that that you do you do find and makes it. Okay, what's the word I'm looking for? It makes it understandable to do stuff like that because you're trying to be powerful enough to not make the game super hard, yeah. make it enjoyable for you. Yeah. Mm. The only thing it is, is you have to be very careful with who you kill because it'll affect the outcome of, of the game. At the end of the day, I don't care what the outcome is as long as I get to romance the vampire chick. <laughs> I don't care. That's the Mass Effect boy. That, <laughs> that boy talking. That's man. the Mass Effect in me. That's what I'm trying to do in Star Wars, the Old Republic Online. Yeah. 
Yeah. The freaking the one follower I have, I forget what her name is. Vet. Vet. I'm trying to romance vet. Yeah. It's pretty easy to romance vet. You just gotta do when you get she will, you just gotta talk to her all the time. She will give you quests, complete the quest, and eventually you will end up romancing her. Well, I do dark side everything, so and, and she doesn't know. she doesn't like that. Yeah. But I try to be a smart ass with all the Imperials and basically a smart ass with everybody and yeah. she likes that, so but, no, when I play my character, I I, I want I, I try to be neutral with everything. Oh, okay. So that was that's probably easier. I'm in the dark side, bro. Because uh, like uh, it, the game is pretty fair with you, and there's different types of level. But if, for example, if you super light side, you you have different gears mm-hmm. specifically. Or if or, or if you're super dark side, you also have get exclusive gears for. But like side, dark side, but that you get also exclusive gear if you're from if you're neutral, meaning you're balanced in the force, because when you actually look in the status, it's not called light side or dark side. It's called balanced, meaning you're balanced in the force. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy, because it, so you're uh, a gray Jedi. A gray, uh, yeah, a gray Jedi. Basically, basically, but technically a Sith warrior. Yeah, a Sith Jedi, a great Sith, or something like that would be the proper term to say. So John had to step out for a uh, for the rest of the night. He had some things to go tend to, which we all do. We are all busy human beings. Understandable, and you know he has a kid, so he's he has extra responsibilities. Oh yeah. So, yeah, too bad. So, anyways, uh, we were. I have a big issue that we got to talk about, and it's about the problem I have with reviewers for games. Game reviewers. Some game reviewers. IGN. Uh. Yeah. GameSpot. Yeah, GameSpot. Shit. It's it's not that they're they're bad. They just are. Yeah. It's not that they're bad, but they're bad. It's like, bro, if you want to review the game, for example, if you have the enough people and not in, and in, sorry about that, twisted my tongue, enough influence to get an early <laughs> copy of a game, take your time in playing the game and be truthful about the game. Do not bring bullshit about it. I don't know if you get paid. I don't know if some of these people get paid because they want to endorse the game even more than already it is. But in the end, you will find out that when people start actually start playing the game and find out that the game was was not up to par and was not good enough or it was not it was not the level or the level that it it was advertised to be then it's going to come as a negative eventually it's always going to come as a negative even though it for example even though it's not a game uh the, when Dave Chappelle came out with a special and and Rotten Tomatoes I only oh, had 
only had like five people review it and they all gave it zero <laughs> because those people have their own agendas playing around with, with, with that special. And, and then they open for the public, for the user reviews. And it came back out to a, instantly a 99% for uh, user reviews or, you know, <coughs> co- you know, fans, you tend to find out like, okay, they messed up and the game actually is amazing or the game is actually bad when people actually review it. Even though I rarely review games, even if I, if I do review games, it will be, I will actually talk about my opinion about the game instead of just a, a, a general streamlined review, which is bad. It gives wrong impressions to people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that, of about the fact that it is annoying. It's just annoying. They fuck up and, and, and you end up with spending the wrong amount of money for for a game that's not worth that money. Yeah, I, that's that's what I got to say about that. I don't like it because it's like they don't. And, and I, I don't understand this, mm-hmm. but our our view on the game is totally different from, you know, the critics view, yeah. obviously. Yeah. For whatever reason, because there's definitely going to be more fans and and gamers then there are going to be reviewers and critics. <laughs> so what I don't understand is how come the mass majority of people can like a game mm-hmm. through its flaws and all, but the reviewers, they nitpick it too much. And then it kind of, it kind of leaves us feeling like, like, was the game really that bad? Like, like, cause I could play a game and not look or not see a review on it, mm-hmm. and I could love it. Yeah. I could love it yeah. inside and out. And then I'll go look at reviews, and there's just a bunch of like backlash. Now, on now, it. now you gotta put find out another perspective is that <clears throat> let's say if the reviewer plays the game, what if that reviewer or that journalist is not good at games, like he sucks or she sucks. Like the guy we were talking about earlier. Yeah, like w- the guy we were talking about earlier, the Jeff, the Dean guy that we were talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're reviewing the game. First of all, if you, for example, if you were a car reviewer and you love to review cars, but you have a, you have a huge passion about cars and you wanted to do that and you actually found a way to make your own career about reviewing or journaling about cars and you have fun while doing it, then you're not working. You're just doing something you love. Mm -hmm. If I put myself in the position to be a game reviewer or game journalist, I will be doing probably the easiest, not job. I will be doing the thing I love because I love gaming. It's fun. It's a passion that I have. It's no different than people watching movies or no different than people, you know, uh, they're passionate with music, even though 
even though everybody's passionate about uh, music in general. Mm. Every, everyone has a passion for yeah, something. Yeah. So. And if you make your money <clears throat> with your passion, it, it's pretty, it feels pretty good. It's a, and it's a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's amazing. But when people come in, when reviewers or journalists come in and they suck at the games and they don't enjoy it and they're just doing it because they want to get paid. Because it's their job. Uh, it's their job and it has coverage. It has an audience and, and trying to, you know, get people <clears throat> to to get more numbers, like hires, like high numbers in the stuff. And it feels, it feels, it feels fake, deceptive, not genu- genuine in, in a way. So, yeah, you know, it's unfortunately people are, are like that. <clears throat> and from from their perspective, if they suck at the game, they're yeah. not gonna have a good time. Yeah, they're not gonna have a good time. And if it's their it's job true. to have to nitpick the game, mm-hmm. they're gonna nitpick the shit out of it. Yeah, they are. Because they're over here playing a game, and they're like, "Damn, I suck at this. Like, this isn't fun. This and that." They're gonna find every reason to nitpick it. And have a negative review on the game, and people might people that trust it, but they are gamers and trust it, and they want to make they want to spend that money, uh, might not spend the money, and and might come as a negative to all to the old all parties basically, which you would think after all this time that these companies like IGN mm-hmm. and GameSpot, you think that with all the black backlash that they get from from fans and from, you know, just normal gamers, mm-hmm. you would think that maybe they'd be like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe maybe we were wrong. Let's mm-hmm. get some different people to test the game out and put their review out there. Mm-hmm. But no, and you still get the same shitty reviews. You get still get the same, you know what I mean? And it just leaves a bad taste in our mouth. That's why I only listen to, um, like, the game, like, game ranks. I listen yeah. to the game ranks reviews. I, uh, I have faith in that. Yeah, it, understandable. Like Game Ranch is a good. It's a you can feel that they 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 have a huge passion with that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a guy. <clears throat> his name is AVG. I think it is AVG. If I'm getting it wrong, let me look it up just to make sure. But there's some some people that do game reviews or game journalists. They have a lot of fun. Like you you. You feel that um, authenticity in that game, and in, in, in their in, in their projects or in their content that they can they come out with. I think it doesn't. Let me see. Just make sure. Right here. So by that, I hear ACG, ACG reviews, and he and, and every time a new game comes out or a small game, <clears throat> uh, I always go to him to just to check it out, yeah. because he 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 does a, a a good breakdown of the game. For example, I'm playing a, a game called Greedfall right now, and he was the one that basically influenced me a little bit. To check out Grief when I saw the game because it's not 
it's not a full triple triple A game. Yeah, and it's an art, it's an action RPG, and it, it gives me a good feeling. Like it gives me Mass Effect vibes, but or Dragon Age vibes, but without. But it feels good. Like it's like it doesn't feel bad. It feels like a good game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started playing it, and I've been playing it. I'm taking a break from it right now, uh, and it's fun. And who made it again? Uh, it's called Griefall, and it's made by I think it, Spiders. I think it is. That's the developers. You said they, you said they made Vampire, or uh, I think they were part of the team of Vampire. I think. Vampire was done by uh, Don Dont Nod Entertainment. Well, Spiders Focus Home and Entertainment. Focus Focus Home Interactive. Okay, so yeah, it's not the same one. It's not, uh, uh, well, I think I got that wrong. <coughs> I got it wrong. Never mind that. And uh, Saber Interactive did Vampire too. Saber Interactive. So yeah. And it happens, but but you know it feels good to 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 have a good to follow you know the reviewers that you trust, and when you actually play the game that they review, and you actually find out oh it feels good, it's actually a good game, and I'm having fun with it. So I spend I, I don't feel like I, I did not spend my money wisely on that game. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I spent my money wisely on a good game, and it was worth it because I, it was a good experience. Corrected myself, mm-hmm. but. And th- did you buy it based off of the review? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I buy it based off <clears> the <throat> review. He said it was a pretty solid game, and it's it's a worth. A, he he asks he breaks it down. Is it worth a buy? Is it wait for a sale? Rented. Or avoid it for a time, or and are not worth a buy. So, yeah, for example, Anthem. 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 <laughs> he basically he. I think he did a review on Anthem, and I don't know if he took it down or not. But I remember watching him doing a review of it, and he said it's not worth a buy. I think it was, and wait for a sale. And pretty much that. The, the whole concept of you know re- a good review and a bad review <clears> can be can help you give give up give in on your decisions. Yeah. yeah, the problem with reviewers is that they always have a final say, mm-hmm. and it's rarely in between, mm-hmm. right? So, and there's a bunch of different types of gamers out there. Mm-hmm. So you may be watching a review for a specific kind of game and it may not fit your needs to the type of gamer you are Mm -hmm. or vice versa maybe it will fit your needs so they can they can review a game and they'll say bad things about it but if i'm a certain type of gamer maybe i'll like certain game mechanics that they don't like maybe i'll like certain uh uh, storyline plots that they don't like that I might like that I will find interesting mm-hmm. and then so on and so forth vice versa like 
they can review. Uh, so I'm I'm an RPG guy. I love RPGs. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you, actually, you were an, an an FPS guy first, and then you fell uh, you fell in love with RPG. And I think it was because of Mass Effect, Skyrim too. Skyrim too. But I played Mass Effect before. Yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. So. But Skyrim, I think you fell in love with Skyrim because it's an RPG, but it's a first-person RPG, and you and you and you actually fell in love with it. And it's open world. Yeah, it's open world. It's even open. though even though you could do you could go wherever you want, in Mass Effect, it's still kind of a little linear. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have to get to the end point sometime. At least when you finish the main story in uh in in Skyrim, you can still go off and do whatever you want. You can mm-hmm. do the guild quest, side quest, mm-hmm. DLC whatever but but like i was saying like me as an rpg guy that like story story driven games and stuff like that mm-hmm. maybe maybe someone could be doing a review and maybe they're reviewing an rpg yeah but maybe they're not like knowledgeable in rpgs maybe yeah. they maybe they've reviewed f fps's for years yeah and now they go into a rpg and they don't really know what to nitpick at they don't know what to what to say is good or bad you know whether it's game mechanics or the story or whatever they don't they aren't knowledgeable in in that genre they don't know what to look for So, so they can nitpick stuff that i would find good because i know what should be in an rpg yeah. you know what i mean like a good example even though we love this rpg uh witcher the witcher 3 after you play it for a very long time like after you've done everything you ask you start seeing the flaws mm-hmm. in the game and i started seeing the flaws in the game and and sometimes it takes that amount of time yeah to see where those flaws are yeah it because takes a long time. You could you could play the game first time around and get a good maybe a hundred hours in it to do yeah. basically almost everything. Yeah. Almost. Almost. And think it's the greatest game in the world, of course. Well, it I, I would say Witcher has at least to do every quest and every every side quest and quest. Probably like two hundred plus 200, hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. two hundred plus hours. And while the quests are not the the issue, the mechanics are because you can start seeing the flaws in the mechanics. Like I started seeing the flaws in the mechanics of Skyrim mm-hmm. because I started seeing the 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 I started seeing the at end game, uh, the mage character was not up to par. No, it was not up to par. The freaking the freaking master spells only only went up to like 110 damage or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the incinerate spell was only like ninety damage, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and that's a master flame well, spell. Yeah, for example, if you do, if you have a master flame spell, and let's say you have it upgraded and you have your character's stuff upgraded, and you created your character, for example, if you do ninety damage with one hand attack, mm-hmm. you probably be doing one hundred eighty damage when you combine it and the dude the attack like the combination attack and you know there's perks for that also that applies to you know <laughs> applies to combining doing the combination spell or the focus spells stuff like that but compared to a warrior when you upgrade the warrior with the blacksmithing alchemy 
enchanting, you'll be doing a lot more damage, like a way more damage mm-hmm. than than a mage. And and the same thing can be applying to the <clears throat> thief or the sneak character, assassin thief. Because they're using melee weapons as well. Yeah, they're using melee weapons. Or even even archery. But archery. Even, even with archery, it's kind of like not as balanced as yeah. well. Definitely way better than the mage. But yeah. But if you're doing archery, you better be doing sneak because that's where you can get your damage. Yeah. yeah. That's where your damage is going to come from. Sneaking, sneaking and archery is where your damage is going to come from. And that could be pretty OP. It can be pretty OP, yeah. But if you get caught... Yeah, now now it's like you you're probably gonna die. Yeah, and but for example, like as like on one of the first episodes of the was the first or the second episode? I think it was the second episode. Second, second episode of the podcast. I talked <clears throat> about my orc warrior and how I was my I mean my my like I actually managed to stack it up and build him in a way to create the perfect gear. It took no magic damage. It took basically, yeah. Took yeah. No you were resistant to all magic damage. Almost resistant, technically resistant to all elemental damage. Mm. And and I thought, I thought it was resistant to magic damage too. Because the magics are are, are broke down elements also. Yeah, yeah. You know, the lightning frost. But I thought there was a general the the general magic that's the that's an that's an issue of mechanics in the game. Because they didn't add, they 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 didn't add more stuff for that. For example, uh, magic damage will be like a debuff, or for example, when when the characters, you know, you're aware of vampire and you use the the vampiric 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 absor- drain drain to that counts as magic damage. It's technicality isn't magic because it's not an element. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it counts as that. <laughs> I see where you're going. Now. Yeah, you, you understand? That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, but so in reality, I was having at least 50% magic damage reduction. Okay. But I had like 50, no, 60%, 60% fire damage reduction, frost damage reduction, and shock damage reduction. And it is, but now you got to break down the shock damage because shock damage does damage to your health, half damage to your health, and half to your magicka. So, for example, if a lightning bolt hits you 100, 100 damage, mm-hmm. it, it's actually doing 50 damage to your health and 50 damage to your magicka. So, in, in, actually, it's not lightning bolt, it's thunderbolt. Which is one of the highest. So, for example, fire. That's an expert spell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for example, because <clears throat> uh, the master spells are the air, the area effect spells like the firestorm, the blizzard, and and the kame kame ha, the thunder pillar, whatever. Yeah, that's the master one, right? Yeah, that's the master one for for. It's like it's of. like a it's like at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Like when freaking Palpatine just yeah, the basically. lightning up into the sky. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's it's, mo- it's like a focus beam most of the time. Okay, but let me see. Because that it had those different different type of damage, mm-hmm. it changes things. And my character, I made my character's armor so OP that I did not need. 
you know, anything else, you know? And and you could basically one-shot people too, right? Yeah, I was basically right. one-shotting people because... You were a walking demigod. Basically. Basically. And I was one-shotting people because I managed to... I, will, I actually respect my character to be blacksmithing and blacksmithing, enchanting, and and uh, blacksmithing, enchanting, and alchemist using the end game stuff for Dragon Dragonborn DLC, which you could respect your points, and that's why I did. It took me <clears throat> it took me a while, but I managed to create my character, create the gear, upgrade the gear. Upgrade the 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 weapons to be uh, as the as a as high as ah, sorry as high as I could possibly do it using the vanilla Skyrim, and pretty much my character was pretty OP in the end, and that's pretty much what what resulted in me breaking the game essentially because I could just one shot people. Mm-hmm. Like the only people that could, the only enemies that could actually stand against me were the legendary dragons, and that's it. Mm. That's pretty much it. And and then I come, you know, the legendary skills started coming out, and I came to find out that that it it would have taken way longer to keep playing, which I I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I stopped playing Skyrim except on the PC when we modded it. Yeah, because then that's a whole different experience. Yeah, it's because I didn't want to do the grind anymore. Yeah, you already like you already did what you had to do. Yeah, everything that you had to do. Why would you want to grind for the same thing all over again? Yeah, it it for example, that's another issue uh, issue I have with not issue, but it the grind for example in Diablo three, when they do the seasonal stuff, I didn't want to grind. Hmm. I don't like the grind. Grind grinding shouldn't be. When grinding becomes tedious, you you should stop playing. It's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So don't grind. Don't try to grind. I recommend you guys to. The games to grind in, they have to be pretty good, to grind it. But do not waste your time in grinding and and games to grind, because that that was the biggest issue with Destiny One. When I remember. Oh my god, Destiny One. Destiny One. I hated was Destiny. A grind I hated Destiny and One. And people started to notice this is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not fun anymore. And when you spend hours and hours and hours and 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 start being fucking annoying, I just stopped playing Destiny One. You know, I came back for Destiny Two. Uh but I only came <clears throat> I only came back for Destiny 2 when it came out on the PC, which is recently, and 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 was on a deal. Yeah. So that's what I did, and it it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. It is good. Yeah, it's fun playing it. Even the first one had good gameplay. The first one had some. It was fun. Actually, the first I'll say this: the first one has a, a better, better, had better gameplay elements than the second one. Really. Because in the first one, you can you can customize your skills, but in the second one, there's three perk trees, and those perk trees have four different skills. Essentially, the ten they're not called skills, but four different abilities. And basically, 
uh, since you cannot customize your abilities, for example, if you want to create a, a melee region Titan, uh, for for example, every you could in the first one you could pick the skills to be a melee region Titan. You can make it, you know, you have the subclasses, but those classes will have a melee region Titan type type, you know, skill making. Or you can be a uh, pure defense Sentinel Titan. Or, for example, a pure damage Hunter, which is uh, sneaking and basically just damage and shit like that. Like, like, like for example, if you do this dodge, you will get a buff. Mm-hmm. And that buff will, will increase your damage or defense or, or your reload. It's little stuff like that that will make the gameplay fun and in the first one it had that and it was fun to play it was more fun to customize your character to play but in the second one you only have the subclasses and the subclasses have three perk trees that you can pick the uh the perk trees is basically subclass subclass and another subclass Mm. (laughs) and 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 you pick the gameplay styles basically and yeah it was still. Eh. Yeah, I know. Like, I'll, we're. I'm hoping because there's been talk, rumors and talks that in Destiny they're gonna go back to picking your own abilities like they used to do in Destiny One, mm-hmm. which will be amazing. So I, that's. I just hoping for that. For Destiny Two. For Destiny Two, yeah. Hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, it will be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it that I got to say about that, about the topics that we, we talked about. It was fun. What else were we talking about, though? We, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about the RPGs and the reviewing <clears throat> and, and, you know, we, how 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 reviewing an RPG game for you will be. You will love it, but pe- people that don't understand RPG that review it might nitpick and stuff like that. I feel like I was talking about something that I totally didn't get to finish. I forget. Well, it happens, you know. It is what it is. It's a conversation. It's all right, because we're already running out of time here anyway, so. All right, we got to wrap it up, Bipo. Yes, sir. So thank you for everyone tuning in to Legacy Talks. Uh, It was a good discussion, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.